Okay, here we go. All right. Bums. Uh, right, here we go. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 yeah. When you don't have wavelengths, but Jenny does. I have wavelengths, but so do you. Yours are there, Rob. Oh, really? All right. Mine and Roy's are flat. That's all I just wanted to double check. Completely flat. Completely flat. Completely flat. That's your banter. That's your banter level. Two people actually, interestingly, needed a small, right? Jenny was one of them. Wow. And well, I know it wasn't Connell. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hello, Dramfacers. Welcome to podcast episode 10. My name is Gregor. Today I'm joined by Rob, Roy, and Jenny is back for more. Hey. How are we all? Hello. Hello there. Fabulous. Great. Thank yeah, you. Really good. Thank you. Jenny, great to have you back. Good to know that um, we don't we don't uh, scare people too much and you're, you're back on. Likewise. I'm delighted you asked me back on, actually. <laughs> it's always good to do a little round table uh, to see who and what is dramming. Again, you don't have to dram. Uh, Scotty last week was having a dry day. Balance is key. But Jenny, I'm going to ask you only because I saw a couple of glasses or it looked like a couple of different colours of liquid. <laughs> and I've got a sub point I do want to ask, but I'll, I'll start off with what, what are you drinking tonight, today? <clears throat> so, yeah, the darker colour one. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Mm. That's, that's got to be a glass of wine you have. I thought it was, yeah, sherry. Just... Um, so I'm going to fess up. So I was giving so much stick for being on brand last time. I decided to go off brand and it's really hard. So I found this sample bottle, which is from our stores. But this is some kind of art bag from the 80s. Oh, oh man. And it's, I mean, it had so much sediment in it. I had to run it through my tea sieve. So um, I don't know if you can see. Wow, yeah. <laughs> And uh, you should probably have a calorie intake um, list as well. It's wow. uh, super. Uh, yeah, an art bag sherry matured from the 80s. I don't really know um, much about it, but it's lovely. And that's quite a lot. For those that can't see, it's quite a dark liquid we're looking at. You cannot see through it. So for an art bag, that's, that's quite yeah. the influence. It's Coca-Cola color, I'd say, yeah. Mm. No, it's lovely. And it's really nice. Is this, how, how does that pair then, the smoky and the, the, the sweet? Mm. Is it... So it's really, really rich on um, quite almost like a big coffee tones. But I'm, I'm just going to remind myself. Yeah, sure. Mm. <laughs> the smoke is sort of quite subtle at the end. Very subtle. And it's 12? 12 years, did it say? No, I don't know how old it is. I honestly, okay. I only know that it was distilled in the 80s. Okay. And uh, I don't know when we bottled it. We must have bottled it at Ardelphi at some point. Um, but this is the beauty. Alex's desk is full of these sample bottles. And sometimes oh. we have to clean his desk for him. And yes. um, it ended up in uh, in my little uh, cabinet. Casa Jenny. You, <laughs> you know, we, we've all been that kid in an Asda pick and mix, stealing. Um, or trying, trying before buying, shall we say. But Jenny, you've taken it to a whole new level. I know. And what was the lighter liquid? So there was two. There was a light and a dark. Is the light on brand, perchance? No, the light one is, this is terrible. Uh, it's just a white wine. 
So here we go. This is going to be my question because I thought I thought it was wine. <clears throat> what does a somebody so heavily involved in whiskey? What's your whiskey? What's your wine of choice? Sorry. Ah, uh, I don't. I'm learning wine. I don't know anything about wine. I'm working with Alex Bruce, who just if you're in his company, you make him choose your wine. And when we were up at Ardnamurkin, he tends to buy the wine for the, the staff building there. And I had a little bit left in the bottle that we were drinking over the weekend or over the last few days. And it's, uh, it was just beautiful. Um, I haven't got as, a, 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 it depends on what mood I'm in with the wine. I don't, I go for any wine that's nice. Uh, we've started this thing in my house. We have a wine Wednesday where we, uh, my other half will pick a wine and we'll read up about it and, and see if we can learn something new and enjoy it because I don't know I think it makes the experience a bit better but we do that with whiskey don't we we just want to yeah. figure out what we're drinking yeah. so well, why not do I, it I with wanna, wine I just haven't done it before yeah I I want to know I'll maybe jump over to you right I want to know I'm curious if there's a leaning by or a commonality by whiskey preference and then wine pre- you know is a, is a smoky peat lover like full-bodied reds you know i I struggle to see that they're going to drink white wines but i don't know roy where's where are you at on that one it's kind of it's difficult for me these days i'm so so saturated with whiskey (laughs) drinking (laughs) and tasting that so, so before i got into whiskey i would i would be drinking wine and it we would try and learn a wee bit about it or but that wasn't to learn about the liquid, it was most more, mostly to try and learn what we might like, what what we buy, what what would go with whatever kind of food and things. But as soon as I got into whiskey, I switched quite. It was almost digital. It was an on-off thing. It was toggled. So wine is an occasional thing in this house now, and it's usually it's usually my wife. She'll decide that oh, it's maybe we should have a open a bottle of wine tonight or whatever, and I just go along with it. But I don't think I would go and choose to open a bottle, which is strange, isn't it? Because for somebody who's really into flavour as much as I am, does it matter where the flavour comes from? But I think because of where I find myself in my whiskey life today, there's so much of my liver dedicated <laughs> to, to, to trying as many whiskies as possible that in order to keep things in some form of balance, I, I've fallen away from wine. If I was to have a preference, um, I would probably reach for, if it was white, it would be something super dry that would go really well with seafood for instance and if i was drinking red i would probably whereas i used to love full-bodied red i like sweet uh, uh mm. sweet uh sweeter reds now i but i would also say that if i still love beer and i and i love um uh ipas and cloudy ipas new england ipas and that's kind of where where i'm at just now and i still want to be able to drink beer um, we in the last few days, uh, both Jenny and I were gifted bottles of mezcal, mm. and we tried a mezcal the other night. And I was in panic mode because I tried mezcal and decided that it was gorgeous, and thought, "Shit, this is a whole <laughs> this is a whole new rabbit hole I could fall down here." You know, I don't have I don't think I have the bandwidth, my liver, my wallet, my you know time, everything to to pick up another category of alcohol to kind of study. However, I think the short answer uh, to what you're saying, Gregor, is that, you know, is there a kind of some kind of synergy between our whiskey preferences and wine preferences? 
and I think probably not. I think they're mm. so wildly different that a peathead is not going to love full-bodied dreads. Uh, somebody that likes sweet space sides isn't going to be into kind of sweet wh- whites. And I think that uh, I don't know. I just don't know enough about it. I'll have to ask because I'm. I think we're all actually on this call quite uh, foodie related as well. I have to ask then, Roy. Okay, if you're not reaching for wine. I'm about to give you the most perfectly medium rare ribeye steak. What oh, are you no. reaching for with it? It is a glass of wine. It is wine. I would have wine. It has to be oh, wine, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's wine Wine with food. Whiskey does a good job. I'm getting more and more surprised about how good whiskey is. To Whiskey and eat. cheese you keep on about. I need to yeah, do that. I've but not it's, done it's, it. I'm way beyond that. Well, anything with cheese. CC diluted whiskey, almost drinking whiskey. Um, with co- with cool water, cold water, the way you would drink wine, and having it alongside food, it's you'd be might be surprised how well it works. But if you're going to give me a a, a nice a well cooked steak, I want a glass of red. Um, if you're going to give me some nice seafood, I want a glass of white. I mean, I know it's all very uh, obvious, but mm. but it just it's it's obvious because it works so well, and that's what I would be reaching for. But I'm experimenting. Whiskey and seafood is stunning, mm. really stunning. Um, but yeah, it's, give me steak stuff. and wine. That's Good. that's gorgeous. I don't want to lose the listeners. I'm, I'm not forgetting. We are called Dramface. Roy, what are you <laughs> dramming tonight? Um, I'm dramming Loch Lomond. Right, and last I, week, last yeah. week, not earlier. Last week. Roy. Sorry, yeah, I was going to try and oh, blag it there, Gregor, and just pretend that it was before we went live tonight. But yeah, you're absolutely right. It was both. <laughs> <laughs> Last week, I, we were talking about Loch Lomond. It wasn't earlier tonight, but obviously that that prompted me to, as Scotty was talking about the Loch Lomonds, it, pro- it prompted me to grab a couple of bottles just to kind of hold them up, and 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 I that's what I'm drinking now. And Scotty's absolutely right. It's just a gorgeous whiskey. This is the Chardonnay yeast Loch Lomond. Yes, uh, super fruity, super fizzy. Just a, a treat of a whiskey. So that's, I'm in a Loch Lomond tonight. Good stuff. I'm not, I switched off. I went off, I'm on a, I'm finishing off the heel of a, I would say your pawn whiskey, the the, the whiskeys you put in front of others. Uh, it was a travel retail, Glendronic 10, you know, just because you could. And it was a litre. I remember that one being made. Oh, there we go. <laughs> hey, was it always going to be for like a travel or does it just, yeah. you know? It was a, okay. one of Rachel's first projects, yeah. Okay. Wow. Ah, you forget so what you're talking about sometimes. What's the, what's the presentation that, that they did there, Gregor? 43%. Uh, Same as the 12. Doesn't say, yes. Um, doesn't say NCF. Pedro and Oloroso. So, you know, arguably a 15, a young, a younger brother to the 15. Yeah. Well, is that always, is that marked in before? Like the, as the part said, it was one of the first projects. Was that marked in as like going to travel retail? Mm-hmm. Going to be forty three, probably around ten years old. Yeah, um, obviously the stock was. Uh, they had to look at the stock, what was there, and develop a product that worked for right um, travel retail. Yeah. And you know, it's funny the the whole travel thing. I think we we definitely look through our aficionado glasses, and I don't know that we know quite how big. The market is in other places and the travels and all that, you know, like we definitely want it to cater to us, but mm. it's a big, it's a big old world, isn't it, Jenny? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> so, I mean, there, I, I just walked through an airport the other day because not only, well, 
Yeah, it's uh, it's been. I've had a busy week. I was in Rome, and I woke up in Rome on Monday, Tuesday, got back oh. on Wednesday, and um, I walked through the travel sections in both Rome, Edinburgh, and Amsterdam. And I can't help but stop myself and look at the whiskies there. And yeah. uh, at a quick glance, I get a bit. Oh well, sure, that's just you know whatever forty percent. And I, I kind of know what goes on a little bit in the background as well, um, with what companies have to do. Um, it's um big ad. It's a window for them to display yeah. their labels, but it's not about maybe so much what goes into the bottle. Yeah, well, I, and I, th- and I think that it's a it's the market that you're that you're selling to. You're not tr- you're not going to get you know <laughs> swathes of whiskey enthusiasts passing through travel retail, stopping to buy and stock up on their and and back in the day, I remember that it used to be the just liter versions of what you could buy at home anyway. Yeah, it's changed quite quickly now that the the GTR releases are exclusive to GTR. Yeah. And you can buy some things that are different. Oh. But you look at the presentation and you're right, Jenny, you tend to find things that are, are much more mass market focused. I mean, there are exceptions, but yeah. It's it's very uh, price. The, 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 um, yeah, I, I'm sure it's fine to say. But uh, uh, the, the, you don't really make any money on that product. It, it costs a lot of money to be, be in an airport. And uh, the agencies that you negotiate with to get your deals, to, to get into the, the duty-free, um, take quite a big cut and it's just very um, you have to be very cost conscious of what you produce so there is a very fine balance to walk and to get to still be um, true to your brand but to be able to have something that will sell at a good price and then yep. it's a balance yeah yep. and it, yep. you know it's funny I, um, I don't know that I appreciated the nuances early on in my journey with whiskey and before now you know then I, I remember uh, a certain I think it was an Aquavitae video talking about travel retail or either way you know you start to learn how to pick through and how to read what the the messaging of the product is you know it's a bit like music almost right there's a lot of pop music on the shelf in in the duty free and you know it's it's yep. fair it's fair and and i think all you want is it to be an honest representation of the distillery yeah. you know don't don't profess to be something you're not and equally, I think that's where frustration comes from. We know that some distilleries can be X, but they are promoting Y. But mm. yeah, but you can definitely find some really nice bottle. I mean, like I find a, a lot of nice Tyrrell retail exclusives, like from Highland Park. But one that sticks out is the Deanston Bordeaux. The t- the ten year old. Uh, yeah, is it? Yeah, the forty six percent bottling rather than the the cast strength. And that's, yeah, I love that. I've had a couple of bottles of them and. I'm always suspicious that what they did, what they did with those, is that they disgorged the cast strength and released it, and then the barrels they filled as a finish for the, and then released the forty six percent ten year old. There could be truth in that, but you yeah. know, it, I, I'm not sure that it is. But even if it is, to use your aunt analogy, Gregor, uh, pop songs. You know, we all have pop songs that we like, right? You know, it's not like we just don't like an entire genre of, of music. There are pop songs that, that we that we like, and we you can find things in duty free. Even when they're presented a wee bit more mass market friendly, I think that can uh, intrigue. There was a there was a forty three percent Lagavulin ten. Mm. You might remember that was actually I remember tearing through a bottle of that on holiday once, really quite enjoying it. Um, I think that, that's still out. I remember I went to the airport recently and they had a ten. Yeah, actually, I think I think this 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 should be an either a feature or a quick hitter 
uh, dram face thing where you are pointing out some uh, retail tra- travel retail yeah worth your uh, worth your time especially That's great especially one. at this time of year right oh, there's going to be a lot sure. of traffic yeah. yeah there's everyone's jumping right, on planes I, I, i'm going to i can give two straight from the hip easily i Go can give it. two right there's normally depending on where you're rob's, through, rob's writing it down i'm going on holiday again yeah. in like 10 weeks <laughs> so i need a shopping list you'll find that a lot of airports were doing deals with glen scotia and they were doing single casts and things that's one to look out for but in the absence of that the ones that you can always uh pick up quite easily is altmore altmore is always natural presentation often the 12 year old is often an eliter and it's not that expensive either. It's a subtle whiskey. You might not be blown away by it by the first couple of pours, but once it drops over the shoulder and beyond, you're going to start to enjoy it and and uh, connect with it a lot more. Yeah, that's kind of there's, there's that was one you there. promised. You promised two, Roy. No, I said look out for the single casks and things. Highland oh, Park, okay. Highland Park, we're doing a travel retail single pass, single cask for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. You know, you can't. It's difficult to recommend those because they're going to be, by definition, they're going to be different, but uh, airport to airport. But you know, it's going to be something a bit different, and it, they tended to be. Uh, you know, remember the days that duty free used to be the place to buy cheap things. That doesn't exist anymore. They tended to be a wee bit pricey, but it was something that was quite exclusive and different. Glen Scotia mm. single casks were not expensive; they were well priced. But the Highland Park ones were a wee bit pricey uh, from memory. But yeah, well, Altmore's a solid pickup in the in travel retail. Rob, I think I'm, I'm sorry. On you go, Jenny. No, no, I was going to say. So I'm thinking maybe ten, twelve years ago. There used to be, I used to fly from Glasgow a lot when I lived in Campbelltown and uh, there was this one man, I can't remember his name, but he was doing the tastings, the tasters. So he was basically like, a, you know, when you're in yeah. Mallorca and somebody's trying to throw you into the nightclub, like he was that. What do you call that? A bouncer. A bouncer kind of thing. Yeah, well, come come to my pub. So he was there, like giving you samples of whiskey, and he was such good, really good chat. And he, and that doesn't exist anymore. I don't think they pay people anymore to do that. But uh, oh, I, I travelled with Frank McCarty, who knew him. Like it was like you always get free drums when you travel with Frank McCarty. Yeah. Uh, so it was uh, it was just like that's only ten years ago, but it's changed from that already. Now it's I would say different. Um, uh, you just yeah, you go by recommendation, I suppose, when you get to the airport. Well, I think the word actually, sorry, the word you're looking for was tout. You used to have tout. <laughs> yes, they would, that, that was they it. Would, it was they, a, would, yeah. they would try yeah, and pull people in. That's it. I I remember um, not not so long ago actually. So I don't think times have fully changed. And and I remember I was looking around trying to see if there was anything worth buying. Uh, this is Edinburgh Airport, and uh, they have that little trying semicircle, right? They've got mm-hmm. a bunch yeah, of stuff there. Yeah. And some, but this guy, a wee, a wee, return, a wee returned Scott, as you know, sixty percent of us are, there are middle many. aged. He was coming through, and he obviously was a frequent traveller and knew whoever was on the the trying station, and they obviously knew each other very well. And uh, he handed over a hip flask. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> He knew enough to travel with an empty hip flask and handed over a hip flask to the, the person. She said, you're right. Let's say it's Billy. How you doing, Billy? All right. And she's pouring away. Blah, 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 blah. Right. Is that you off to wherever? Yeah. Right. Cool. On you go. And, I, and there's me trying to get a thimble. A thimble. <laughs> a plastic a thimble. Yeah. Ah, exactly. You know, it's not even tulip shaped. Um, but Rob, I wanted to come back to you. You know, I think Jenny, Roy... 
probably you know seasoned veterans you know how to decipher and read presentation and all of that in in duty free uh, and travel retail rob i'm curious where are you at on that how how quick are you discounting things when you're looking through the shelves what's when you're going because you've you've been through you're about to go through some more retail what's that experience for you well, I'd say I did it recently uh, through Manchester, and there was actually was a tout there that it, it was. Uh, it, it felt like it was fleecing me all the stuff they couldn't they couldn't sell. <laughs> so yeah. there was an lot more behind the bar, though. It was it was caught my eye. But in terms of like um, shopping shelves, uh, first port of call is normally the percentage. Um, just I'm not really looking for anything unless it catches my eye, like the uh, the Lagavulin Ten that was forty three. Uh, if it's if it's below 46 it's not really worth my time but um i'm i'm kind of a victim to uh marketing that's kind of my background anyway and if the packaging and the presentation mm. visually it i mean it kind of like really helps with the cell um but because i feel like they've already if they've done that end and i kind of connect with it it um it feels like they've, they've put a lot of effort in other areas of the product as well um but sending again sometimes they can just dress up um what is it? Uh, what did they say? What's L- the phrase? Lipstick on a pig. Polish a turd. Polish a turd, yeah. All right, yeah. Roller shooting glitter. Rolling uh, it in glitter, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, more often, I think I was at the airport for like two and a half hours and I, I, I just scrolling through Whiskey Base and Dram Face trying to find reviews on these things that I'd never heard of. And that's normally kind of like the crux. It was whiskey bases. Just I, told me that it's forty three percent. Like a villain. There you go. Oh, yeah. Uh, did you come out? Actually, I forget now. Did you come out of that duty free with something? Um, no, actually, I didn't. In the end, because it was all a bit of nothing, really. Um, just like cask finishes and stuff that I wasn't really that bothered about. Inflated prices and the liter bottles. Um, a bit disappointing, really. Actually, uh-huh. well, I mean, this was me going to America when I, I knew I was spending most of my budget on bourbons and total wine. So it was right. I had to select carefully. It's one of the most frustrating things, actually, the selection in duty free, and it's hard for a whiskey enthusiast. Yeah, you have to put, kind of put yourself back quite a few years in your journey to remember that there were things to explore at Lower ABV and things. But I am evangelising to every visitor that comes to me here, and what tends to happen is that they 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 enjoy their whiskey, but they don't have any luggage capability to take anything home, or we're maybe not going to go whiskey shopping while they're here. So what they do is they message me or FaceTime me from the airport. <laughs> Because they're airside at that point, so they can take their purchase on the plane, they're fine. And then they say, right, Roy, what will I get? And they're scanning at shelves. And that's when you, you realise this is tough. And, and I think as the selection's going on, I hope, it, I hope it changes. I hope it gets a bit better and they, they follow the zeitgeist of what people are actually interested in. And, but, but it's that, actually getting harder to pick something. And it's interesting, Rob, that you walked through and didn't even pick up a purchase. Well, Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I'm not a mass. I'm not. I haven't got many frequent flyer miles, but and I'm only coming from Manchester or Leeds. But I can imagine maybe the bigger airports or even ones in Scotland have a better selection. I mean, the fact that there's a spa um, in uh, Isla that has a hundred pound bottle of whiskey, uh, <laughs> we don't really have the choice. Uh, Edinburgh Airport is better now, and it should be because yeah. it's the capital of Scotland. But it was been atrocious for so long. But I do. I mean, I don't understand why they don't have a specialist shop there. Like, why do they not? Like, World of Whiskey's down is it Gatwick right, and Heathrow? They've got a, a specialist shop. Yeah, in. yeah, I, yeah. Why not have one at Edinburgh Airport? It's, it's and, and Schiphol um, has a few. Yes, mm-hmm. Amsterdam yeah. is very yeah. good. Yeah, I I got fleeced there one time, Roy, in uh, the Amsterdam Airport. Um, 
I thought the tasting led to the sale, or rather, I wasn't paying for the tasting ahead of the sale. Um, but I, I was like, I was sat having a few drams, and I was like, okay, yeah, cool, I'll buy this and that and that. And they're like, cool, and they sent me the bill, and it included the tasting. Oh, so I was like, all right, oh, oh, wow, I know, I know. Um, sorry, I'm conscious we were doing still the round table, we didn't get through everyone. Rob, what's um, what's <laughs> um, in the glass? Well, we did, we did kind of speak about what I um. I I'm I jumped straight on the uh, Arthur Merkin castering. I'm sorry, oh, yeah, I, it's the, I've become a, the corporate Fan, shill. Fanboy, fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, no. I mean, it's funny. It was. It's come in leaps and bounds, and I've just got past the shoulder, and it's. Oh yeah. It's hitting that point where not again, not blowing smoke in anybody's asses at Arthur Merkin. Um, but it's got that citrus lemon that i really love in peated whiskey and it's just you don't really find it everywhere and it just it's it's, it's the really... lemon curd then just... yeah lemon yeah. curd uh, lemon sherbets like the sharpness as well with it it's 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 glorious um i, I must admit I, i've only had one other hard merkin before this and that was very very smoky it's on the shelf i can't remember what the number is but this is yeah i think i said on a previous podcast my favorite whiskey is like have i have i have I missed the boat on the cask strength? Is it is it cleared on the market? Is it gone, been and gone? Oh, I, there were some in the distillery shop. I wish I'd known that you didn't have one, buddy, because... Yeah. And it's it's interesting because, Rob, that is actually that cask strength. Um, and I by, by the way, I agree with you on this. The peat is very well integrated. It is 90% peat, peated Dardanamarkin. And only ten percent. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I think your other one is maybe a single cask peated or something, or yeah, yeah. Or or your memory of it is just super. No, no. I maybe I'm not it. that. Maybe I'm not far enough into it. It's a seven twenty one five. No, that's fifty. That's the core. That's what sorry. It's fifty four. It's our core, and it's fifty fifty. So it's fifty peated, fifty. Yeah, but it, it, it came along much smokier. Maybe I need to give it more time. I'm, yeah, I'm that's maybe. just at the right level to be going in again now. Yeah, right. Maybe yeah, that's it then. Yeah, yeah. I'm amazed. I mean, again, I'm only like two, three years into my journey, and you, even like Springbanks again, Jenny. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I opened. Yeah. I like, I've got, I've got myself a, a Hazelburn, and I was so excited. This was like maybe two years ago. I popped the cork, and it was really disappointing. So I shelved it for like eight months, twelve months, and I'm going back to it, and it was just. He was a completely different Resplendent, whiskey. Completely yeah. but, different. but Rob, a super valuable lesson there. You know, I, I've heard of people uh, or stories of people going, ah, I opened this, didn't like it, gave it away. Just hang on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hang I've on. In Yorkshire, I've never given anything away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but it can come good or you come good, you know, like it will. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, I would never, I mean, when people say they're pouring bottles down drains, I'm like, come on, that's just, no. it's not in my blood. Never that's, done that's it. What, that's, never what, done. that's what rise for. You can do that <laughs> with <a rye. laughs> um, I was going to bring a cast strength rye to the trip, but maybe I just might have to leave it. If it's I just, you keep that for yourself. You yeah. can just, just float away to happy you, land. You bring anything that. you like, buddy. You can bring anything you like. <laughs> Absolutely. You can convince me otherwise. Um, you know, last week we chatted about bottles, um, uh, bottles that we, we would always have on our shelf. And there was a sub-question to that that I did want to float to this uh, panel, albeit two were on that call. Um, but Jenny, I might start with you. Um, so the question is, or the, the top, 
I want to know, is there a core range? And, and we weren't we weren't getting too nostalgic on the last week's call, uh, last week's podcast, but is there a core range bottle that has since been discontinued that you can suddenly magic the stock back up and bring back? What would it be? <laughs> so a core a core bottle of anywhere, and it's okay. We'll we'll, we'll grant you being on brand, but whatever. Um, <laughs> is there a core bottle? That's, that's evaporated for stock reasons or whatever reasons that you would bring back. Oh, and and if so, why? Well, I mean, from any like distillery it. or from any any again, you know, in your drinking days or the things you've tried, something that's gone and you'd love to bring back. If you need thinking time, I can go with mine. Yeah, go with yours, please. I have a few rattling in my head, but I want to hear what All you're right. saying. So, <clears throat> I'll I'll two part it. Because the first one that I would bring back, but it's funny because it now has been brought back. It would have been a Highland Park fifteen um, oh. that I can yeah. I, I I connected with on Orkney, and I rinsed the bar at the Kirkwall. Um, it's over for a wedding, and it for again, you know, Roy knows I'm not a massive peat lover, and I know Highland Park isn't the highest level, but for me, this was a this was near perfection in terms of uh, balance and um they've they've brought it back right they brought it back in well, this but this would have been the one that you rinsed at the Kirkwall bar would have been the traditional the highland park yes. with the green highlights on the label right the green yes. lights glass so, yeah so yeah. now what they've brought back is i think what you're hinting at that ceramic version mm-hmm. yeah yeah which which i haven't had spent any time with have you well, funny one in my my local. I say my local. Well, it's, it's my local. It's called the Scotch Lodge in Portland, Oregon. I'm not affiliated. Uh, there's other Scotch bars in Portland, <laughs> but it's really really good. They got it in, and I said when I saw it, I said, "Right, I tell you what, I'll bring because I've got one bottle left of the original 15. I hadn't opened mm. it. I think I was waiting to know that it might come back. So I said to them, "I tell you what, I'll bring a a pour for us, and let's do an AB blind." So I took it to the bar and we did it blind. And again, I've not drank it in a while. So I picked my preferred on the night turned out to be the original. It just, oh. it was a little, a little denser. My, and it was a neck pour. And it, it's funny on the nose, the new was better. And I think it was because it was a neck pour and it needed a little time. And, it, and, but on the taste and then the second nosing, it was, I think above and beyond. Um, so the, the the new fifteen was not bad. Don't get me wrong, but um, I think the, the the old one just was a little more. Uh, I found it a little richer, a little more complex. Is it a true ceramic bottle? Because isn't that like a, yes. that some sort of fundamental flaw of having whiskies in ceramic bottles? Uh, you I, might I, be right. It, it may just be that. opaque glass. It may just be opaque uh, glass. I'm well, not I sure. thought there was a there was a thing because it's it's slightly porous or it's not perfectly right. um, sealed. That there's actually sealed. a chance of it actually. Maybe. Yeah, that's. It's I mean, so, it's, it's so so curious that the techie guy would bring up such. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you you're know. Right. I think he's right. I think, but I think it's just it's opaque glass or or, or coated or painted I mean, glass. We've touched on we've touched right. on uh, the visual and the marketing before. I think in the podcast, it, I think it's a bit crass uh, the, the the ceramic thing. Personally, um, <laughs> when I saw it, know, I thought it was they were going to bring out an Highland Park cream. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just I think there's ways I think there's clever modern 
ways to do what they did. I think Bruch Laddie did that with the classic Laddie, you know, in terms of, all right, I don't want to show you the spirit, but there's a, a clever way of doing it. Yeah. Um. So that okay. would have been, that would have been my, but I would, it's still the same age. I would bring back the Glen Goyne 15, because I think that was a tremendous drama. Yeah, yeah, um, yep. So that would probably, to date, be what I would bring back. So Jenny, I stalled uh-huh. for you long enough. <laughs> okay, I'm well, awful. you stalled, and my brain is now even fuller with whiskeys. There's, a, I'm going to list a couple. I mean, so it's not maybe so much about the actual the, the physical bottle, the glass bottle, or whatever. It's more about the the, the core, of what was in it. And, yes, uh, yes, the dram. I, yeah, because I I'm a big fan of of Aaron's new design. But the bottle I miss, and this is having worked for producers and companies, and it's the worst thing ever is when people talk about how good it used to be, and it's the last thing you want to hear when you're about time. to launch a new whiskey. So yes. I'm 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 cringing inside, and I know I might if if Ewan is listening to this, he's going to go off oh, or crying it loud. You know, stop talking about old good whiskeys. We do good new, new good whiskeys, but I absolutely love the Aaron fourteen, a fourteen Aaron fourteen. Ah, so yeah, well you done. You, 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 it's like you live in my head, Roy. It's quite worrying. Yeah, I just sorry for the listeners. It was within reach when Jenny and she was building up to that. I just knew it was going to be the purple labeled fourteen. She was going to yeah, be, yeah, such a good dram. I mean, the bottle not maybe the prettiest or whatever. It's just a whiskey bottle in the end of the day. I like the new bottles, but the actual whiskey of the Iron Fourteen, um, superb. I loved it, and I have a bottle. I have a bottle still. But the other one, and I'm quite lucky because I have one or two of these because I could still buy them in the staff shop when I was working there, is the Benriac 12 Sherry. Um, there's a oh, new version of it, no. but I really like the old version, which is something you're not supposed to say because, like I said, sure. that's the worst thing. It's just like I actually have a panic inside of me. We, we will. I mean, I'm sure this is I, okay. Well, at least let's see if uh, what happens. But we are probably going to continue with the cast strength i mean it seems to be a hit it seems to have gone down well so yeah. why don't we do it again and we will do it again um so exclusive. Ding, 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 ding. yeah it kind of is but <laughs> let's just say it, it might happen again <laughs> but why i'm inside of me i'm going how how do we i mean we we have great consistent stock i mean roy is a prime witness of this he knows that the stock is good and i am i'm not worried about the quality but i still can't help but worrying that people always say oh that first cast strength there's nothing that beats that and so inside i'm going oh but of course i'm a geek i i get it we do it memory so much of it so much of it is nostalgia and moment and mood and and if you get a whiskey and you connect with it it's going to be really difficult for any subsequent releases, even if they are just as good to make that same thing happen a second time, right? It's just not going to be. But you accept that and you go forward and you still kind of enjoy the whiskeys. I've got got three in front of me here, three. And one of them is the Aaron 14. (laughs) And, And, but what's interesting about the three is that there's a certain kind of theme in these whiskeys. And that is Anok 16, exclusively ex bourbon. Aaron 14 is exclusively ex-bourbon. And the next one is is ex-sherry cask, an ex-refill sherry cask uh, mixed in as Longmorn 16, the green label one that everybody kind of talks about. It's 48% ABV. But what's, it's the least sherried Longmorn that was released. The 15, the legendary 15 was more sherried. The 16 was fresher. And then since then, it's been much more kind of active sherry casks, in, in my opinion. That was the most kind of bourbon light one, the closest to, let's say, a bourbon. I don't know how much bourbon was ever in it. However, 
my question is the, the the thing that I want to take away from that is why are there not more? Ex- why are all core releases thirty percent sherry, seventy percent bourbon, fifty percent mm. sherry, fifty percent bourbon? Why are they doing this? Why don't they have these contrasts in their core lineup? Why don't they have a very clean sherry, a very clean bourbon, and, and it define them in this way, and also have the vatted ones? Jenny's got her hands up waving. Well, I when I was a Kilcarran, <laughs> yeah. we did that. We we did the we went from the the whip one two three to whip four had sherry release and bourbon release. So we did yep. them side by side. Yep. And they continued up to, I think, for three years. So we did it just because of that curiosity and to see what it was like. And but I any, the the Kilcarran twelve. Um, and the Kilcarran sixty—they're all—they're all vattings. The core ranges are vattings. You don't have a that much of a definite. You don't have that in the the, the core releases now. After the work. No, no. This was when I was there. This is work in progress. This is leading up to the yeah. yeah. We just did that, which was then the core. But now, no, you're right. It's still sherry bourbon combination. Roy, I've got I've got a belter. I've got a belter of a night. Right, we can park a dram face feature talking about travel retail. That's one. Right, that, that should that should happen. Jenny, here's a good one. You remember, I think, you st- I don't know if you can still get these. Uh, you used to get this packet of crisps um, that had a little sachet in it of salt. <laughs> yeah. And you would tear the sachet and, and, you know, it was interactive. You could choose your adventure as to how much. I, was, I remember an Asia, Asia travel and it was a McDonald's. I think they did the same with fries and it was a seaweed um, seasoning powder that you would put in and shake it. Here, Roy, how about you, you know, you market your own uh-huh. blend. You, you put them out in like different size, you know, the same this size, is... different finish. And yeah. you blend, you blend, just like they do in the distilleries, you make your own blend. To How about liking. that? Yeah. Well, what you could do is you could sell them in smaller bottles separately. And you could say, right, I'm going to buy, you know, I'm going to buy three of the 20 CLX bourbon and just one 20 CLX sherry, right? And then... Texting uh, Alex right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I'll take it home. But you could also, you could take it much further than cask. You could say, well, you know, I'm drinking a Chardonnay yeast Loch Lomond right now. Here's a couple of different yeast varieties. Here's a couple. Yeah, here's yeah. unpeated and peated spirit of the same specification. Otherwise, and you can take it home and make your own. Your own. Uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of there's there's a lot of fun could be. I mean, I don't, uh, yeah. I don't imagine it being large scale because there's a concept to sell as well as well yeah. as the liquid. But it is a fun thing. I don't yeah, think I mean, it's as good an idea as the Kinder whiskey filled Kinder <laughs> eggs for Easter that we had in a previous podcast, <laughs> right? But yeah. It's great. No, I, I, I had a friend who was again, who was in, getting into whiskey, and I knew he'd like, he liked uh, Black Label Johnny Walker. So I bought him the, the little dis- miniature set with, uh, oh, Kalila, uh, is it Kinchi? Uh, but then we had a big, whatever the three were, we I knew they were, they were part of the original Black Label blending, and we made a played around and tried to blend our own little to blend yeah. your own. Yeah, and well, Roy, yeah. Roy, you've you've talking, you've talked once about. Getting fairly close to your Brora. What was it? What was the the mock name of a a Brogus? Oh yeah, a Brogus. But, but you, you know what happened there is that I had this Infinity bottle, and Scott on a previous podcast, I think it was last week. <laughs> uh, Pop Scott was talking about um his 
Klein Leash Infinity Bottle. Yes. And it made me think about that. And he was talking about how John Glazer had, you know, the three-year-old deluxe and things. John Glazer's had lots of projects that have tried to get very close to Brora or that celebrated Brora profile that he loves. And I had a, a, a Klein Leash esque and it wasn't always Klein Leash that was in it. It was other Highland whiskies too. And it got so close to that. The waxiness was there. The creaminess was there. The barley sugar, the fruit, everything was there. And just a nice lick of peat smoke. I destroyed the infinity bottle. I drank it all. I drained it dry. It's on my Instagram feed. You can see it there. Because I couldn't bear myself to, even when there was only a few milliliters left in the bottom, rather than can I keep it going as an infinity bottle, I just wanted to kill it off and celebrate it. I've got close, and that's the closest I've been to a Brogus. I think I could have poured that for some people, and not that you would ever do such a thing, but I think you could have poured that for some people and maybe have them guess at it, and maybe they could have suggested a very old or nice Klein Leash or a, or a Brora. Brogus. Was... I like the name's good, Roy. It's good. Yeah. There's Brogus. a thing. There's a thing over here in the states. You know, they're all daft for pappy. Yeah. And there's there's a known, pretty well known formula for yeah. poor man's pap, poor man's pappy. Yeah. That that you use. Um, it's a Weller antique, and I forget the other. But, but the, the crazy half. thing about that is that it, it caused a run on Weller, right? And nobody could. Get yeah. It. Oh yeah. yeah. You just passed the problem on for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, Rob, is it? Are you too early in your journey to have a bottle well, disappear on you? I was going to say, yeah, it's a difficult kind of question for me because I say I'm only like three years in, but because I don't think there's any car range that kind of disappeared. But then also, the market's changed and it's all batch now. It's all if it, all these kind of new there's a lot of distilleries that kind of connect with that only do like special releases or batch variation. Like the first thing I thought was like Daft Mill, like this. Summer 2009 was fantastic, but you can't say I want this really cast that as a core range. But yeah, but I will say, going off what I spoke about last week, this will be this is me putting out to Mr. Wills at Kilhoman that we need a early release of Mackie Bay cast strength because that Christmas special edition was glorious. Yeah, I and get that. that. Needs to be a date yearly annual. I bought that and gave it away as a gift. And it was to my brother-in-law and I asked him, I, because he doesn't drink much whiskey at home. And I kind of said to him, I said, oh, have you still got any of that Kilhoman I bought you at Christmas that time? And he said, oh, yeah, I, I, no, I've got none of that. That was lovely. <laughs> 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 Don't you know the gift of an Indian giver? You're supposed to bring it back around here and share it with me. <laughs> yeah, Rob, well, it, sounds like, it sounds like you need to write a Dear Santa letter. But yeah, post-market really post post-market for Kilhoman Bay. I think I, I, I think I've, I've, I must have two or three times mentioned it on their on their socials. Like, please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but when? When is this coming out? But but that interestingly, that Machir Bay, I think the cash strength Machir Bay certainly was exclusively ex bourbon. It was. Yeah. 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 I, I don't. I think Machir Bay well, tends to have a little bit of sherry. It's in not it. A little bit. Yeah. It's like ninety percent bourbon. 10% sherry, but yeah, it was it was just out of this world. Um, I, I wasn't a fan of the sheep with the Christmas hats on, but that's well, that's advice. a good that's that's a good uh, sorry, Gregor. I, I won't be stealing thunder this week, but it's a good wee segue into one of the points I was going to make about the nostalgic kind of whiskies that we miss. We, we talked about Highlands Parks 15 switch to that opaque bottle 
and we had opinions about the bottle. But if the liquid inside was amazing, we wouldn't give two hoots yeah. about the bottle. Yeah. I mean, that Aaron 14 that Jenny even commented on it, that nobody would ever celebrate the aesthetics of the bottle, but we love the liquid so much. And I think that that's, look at Coquera and the Springbank. They really don't, they've got a functional label and, and not much more, right? And, and, and we don't, nobody comments on it. Nobody cares. And I, I think it's got so, that's such an important thing. If you get a good functional bottle, that's all it needs to achieve. And if you, if the liquid inside is, is, yeah, I, I look, I like, I like a nice bottle the same as everybody else, but, but the liquid can transcend all the aesthetics, I think is my point. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I am so, a massive fan of the 20th century little bottles. It, they're it's so adorable. That oh, is cute. I, that it's a sort of thing. I've actually kept, I, don't, I went through a phase of keeping a lot of bottles that I really liked. Again, from a design background, it was like nostalgia. Like I enjoyed the aesthetic. But I've kept every single miniature bottle I've ever been given or bought. And because just... So, so, so Rob held up uh, a, that one of the Kilhoman uh, 20CL bottles there for yeah. that you won't be able to see, listeners. Sorry, but, yeah. but it did make him look like a giant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the land of the giant whiskey drinker. Yeah. Uh, Rob, it's funny. I bought the twin pack of those from the distillery purely for the bottle. Purely, purely for the bottle. Oh, yeah. I, I wasn't convinced on Kilhoman yet, and I've bought them for, for decanting. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. Um, I, I think I've still not got through the Kilhoman. Um, so we were talking there about maybe looking back or, or bottles that have gone. I want to pivot to looking forward. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's a massive amount of new distilleries um, now coming of age, selling their their, their juice. Um, Arden Markin, of course. There's, there's, there's other new whiskies. Other distilleries distillery. are available. Are they? What do you mean? <laughs> you know, e- equally, equally, there's a lot of new getting made and and getting you know greenlit. So there's there's still to be more coming. The question I wanted to then ask was, and this can be region. It doesn't even necessarily have to be Scotch. I'm curious on if there's anything that you guys or any distillery that you're excited by or curious for in this oh, new generation this is um uh, sorry I, and I'm, I, th- I think this is quick because this came up recently on the billy abbott vpub the one that youtube struck off <laughs> oh uh yeah yeah it got cancelled for an entire day nothing that billy said or i said or or we did it was a a bug that, that blighted uh, youtube it, for a day yeah. yeah it went it went through youtube right it wasn't yeah, just you everybody got hit by it yeah and it, and um lots and lots of videos get cancelled and taken down and that was ours but they but they took they took it off and it got fixed within about you know 20 or 30 hours anyway i was really annoyed at the time but billy came on and i, I don't think we touched upon it live actually but we were speaking outside of the stream uh, you know my you know my memories like maybe it was during the stream but we talked about the interesting distilleries that were really exciting us and billy and i both put forward the same distillery so I'm just going to leave that hanging there while other people bring <laughs> and I'll I'll reveal to you what it, because I've already mentioned it a couple of times in the last couple of weeks podcasts but mm. but we were aligned we were completely aligned in the, the one that was piquing our curiosity. Well, I may I may I may chime in if if I can. I don't know I asked the question and Roy can't but No, but but that's the thing I, because I, you're the host you often don't get to was, Yeah. Yeah. I mean I I must admit I'll give I'll give absolute Julie 
uh, many moons ago. This feels like many moons ago. Put the question straight back on me, and I appreciated that. Thank you, Julie. Um, but you hadn't thought I, I about be, it. I can be quick here. No, because you don't. You often go and just transmit mode. You're not actually re- receiving. I finally tried a sample of something that I've had for a while. Um, Chris had sent over, and I, I used it on the Scotch in the Bayou uh, live, and I tried this dram, and Roy, it might be the one, and I've tried a few peated, it might be the one it's going that to turn, con- yeah. that's convinced me, and, and, and spoiler, it's not from Isla, I mean, it's mm. new, so, you know, but I tried Rassi's inaugural release for the first time, Ooh. and my uh-huh. yeah. God, was this good. They have now, created magic with those casts. It, it yeah. was something else, and it's. I think it's. I'm. I'm very. I'm. I was excited anyway. I'm beyond excited now that I'm going to visit the distillery. Yeah. Um. If if that's anything to go by, I'm. I'm super excited. So I would say. For me, and I, and from afar, and not tasting anything, I was always a fan. Already, sorry, already a fan of the packaging, the approach that the guys took, and yeah. imprinting fossils and all of this. It mm. looks stunning. For me, Rassi, I'm the mo- I'm I'm right now, the most excited about. So Jenny, well, I'm keen to see the Dornock. Um, Dornock, uh, yeah. Button. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> I wasn't sure what you were doing uh, The Dornock Distillery is like the Thompson Brothers, what they can come out with, and and they have some great um, stuff going on. Um, keen on what's happening at Rosebank as well, just geekery to see what happens. But I'm really looking forward to what's happening in Ireland as well. There's such a rejuvenation of whiskey distilleries and, and in, independent ones. And I just wonder, is there going to be a broader variety of, of, of Irish whiskey than there used to be? And... Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of waiting to see what's happening there as well. So, um, what, what, Jenny, what in the Irish then, right? There was how many? Was it three? Is it three big main distilleries? Yeah. Well, there used to be. Yeah. Well, no. Right. It, it was there was Bushmills in the north, and there yeah. was there was Middleton in the south, and then Cooley came along uh, to make it three, and that's probably the reference that you're making there. But now, I think in Ireland, I think they've hit forty. 40 or 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe more than 40 distilleries now in Ireland, which is... So then, what I was trying to get to, what, what, who, who's the most exciting of that? Because that's a lot. That's a lot of numbers. And that's why I was trying to say, okay, there's there's existing. Who, Jenny, who are you most excited about uh, of those newer ones? Um. So I wish I could just, like, start shooting names. But, like... um. I'd be interested to see what comes out of Paris courts. I've heard they've. Um, I used. I studied at, at Harriet Walsh, and Alex Chasco is the distiller at Teelings, and he's trained up um, some good people that are now with Paris courts that I've heard. So I think it, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what they have coming out. Um, gosh, you, I, I should have probably thought that answer through a bit better because no, I'm, I'm just curious. I can't name Again, a single one now. I'm, yeah. just, I'm, I'm curious who the contenders are to really challenge. You know, because yeah. it's one thing to be craft and mm-hmm. niche. I think it's very interesting well, to I, see who's I think, on a. What was um? What's the one? Is it, I really can't remember now. But it's a distillery in Donegal that's that's come out with not their own whiskey yet, but it's. Oh, what is that distillery? We were talking about it in and... Donegal. So Donegal's in the northwest, right? So 
But what was the, we were talking, I'm sure, was that not mentioned on, on the podcast, the last one? Sorry, maybe I will just Roy casually that. reaches for his uh, whiskey Bible. I know, yeah. everyone... Uh, listeners, everybody right now is uh, searching the internet to look yeah. more informed. But when we talk about the Whiskey Bible, we're actually talking about uh, Ingvar Ron's uh, Malt Whiskey Yearbook. Yeah. Ingvar Ronde. Ronde. Yeah, Ronde, that's right, yes. Ingvar. Jenny, where's, where's, while, while Roy searches to be informed, uh, Jenny, what's your opinion on New Zealand? whiskey because i know that's kind of getting talked about a lot how, how can we yeah i have tr- i haven't tried that many i've tried um uh oh man complete mind blank what's the Cardrona? That... yeah yes Cardrona. Yeah. i really enjoyed it thought it was great but then i saw um Oh, uh, something on social media popped up and there was a fun bunch, a quite lively bunch. Now, I, I'm terrible. This is, I mean, I'm, I have worked quite a lot in the last 10 days. And Don't my worry. Completely. We can, we can edit this to, to, to look, to. Okay. I, gloss, I, gloss I, over. It's smarter. Can we please? Aye, aye. My, my editing skills are rudimentary. <laughs> Honestly, make me sound brilliant. I can uh, I can kill dead air and as an um. Silky but... Irish was the one I was thinking of, but uh, the distillery is yeah, Silky Irish whiskeys. You've heard of them, eh? Oh yeah, Silky, the, yes, the Silky in the dark, Silky. Yeah. So yeah. they've but not got their own whiskey silky... out yet, I don't think. But are, are they? So, is that what I it's actually it going to be called? No, I don't know. Is it Crawley? Yes, Crawley. I think. Yeah. Here's a question. Is a silky the same as a kelpie? Oh. I think so. But I don't know. Oh, that could be Google. it. Well, I think it's just a sea creature, right? I don't know if they're the same. I don't know if they're the same. And Rob's Rob's trying to uh, Google kelpie and, and uh, silky. <laughs> no, Rob, i tell you what I'll do for you. I'll send you a wee... I've, I've got a PDF document. And actually, I'll send it out to anybody. I don't think it's illegal for that what I'm doing is... But you know Clearly, the, I needed... I mean, I really enjoyed Connemara. Like, I loved Connemara and yeah. um, when it, back, back in the day. And I, I'm just looking forward to seeing if there's any more sort of fun Irish stuff coming sure. out. Sure. I love Irish. And, yeah, that was yeah. a fantastic bottle. Well, Rob, what about yourself? Um, again, reframing it. There's a whole bunch of newness coming. Um, you you were talking about Arna Merkin. What what's what's next on your hit list? Well, I'm really happy that Scotland and Ireland have already been mentioned because now it means I can just slide in and say I'm really excited for the New Yorkshire whiskey distilleries that are popping up. <laughs> so I I, 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 was, I was looking on my phone then because I, I know there's two coming back. I couldn't I couldn't find for the life of me both names, but. Obviously, everyone knows Spirit Yorkshire uh, and their SDR bottle was, is fantastic. It's the lightest. It's it's just such a sublime whiskey um, for its age. Uh, and there's going to be Cooper King, but Cooper King, uh, yeah, Cooper King, I think. Yeah, let me just get that right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be all in-house. So I'm really excited to see how it's going to look from like going like looking at Waterford and they're, they're doing like Tower and stuff and they're doing right. Like, all in one from one farm to bottle kind of thing, but doing it from Yorkshire as a Yorkshireman, it's incredibly exciting. <laughs> but as a whiskey fan, yeah, I just I love the fact that that's now a part of the zeitgeist in terms of like new distilleries. It's all happening in one place, and it's yeah, I can't wait. Well, Tom Lindsay sent me the, the the most recent map 
um, of the English distilleries, and they have hit forty. Mm. When wow. you when you consider that every single one of those distilleries has come around this century, and the vast majority in the last five years, that's if you talk about Renaissance, I mean it's incredible. Mm. What a march! And mm. and and they're not churning out crap. It's super interesting stuff. It's amazing to see. I appreciate that a lot of them are going to be leaning on like cask finishes or interesting cask maturation. I just can't wait for the point where we start going back to the whole ex-bourbon conversation. Yeah. When what is all these spirits are going to taste like, like really well matured in ex-bourbon bar- bar- mm-hmm. barrels. I wonder, uh, can, can they all exist? Can they all endure? Hmm. So many, right? Mm. Yeah. I, just, I mean, I'm just any, really happy with the if, fact that there's that the whole rule with bourbon that they can only use the barrel once. I feel like they've been well. That's yeah. even that's getting talked about. I think Rob, because I think they are starting to uh, the the industry. I think is starting to become aware of the the reality that there's only so many trees getting planted and how yeah. long supply takes. Um, but also, like the the to your point, Roy, or, or question. You know, you only need to look at the craft brewing, and I think that some of that bubble might have burst. You know, and some super super niche don't survive. So I, mm-hmm. I don't know where you go. I don't know. Uh, what about yourself, Roy? The the question of of new distilleries or new regions or so. New... If we, I think the word Renaissance is interesting because you've not only got new distilleries that are kind of uh, built from scratch on brownfield greenfield sites whatever it may be uh, you've also got distilleries that are brought back to life like you know glengyle kilkerran uh, you've also got distilleries who were always around but were so under the radar or they were not kind of producing whiskey for that purpose so we're seeing renaissance everywhere so it's not just new distilleries it's distilleries reinventing themselves and coming back to life and things and I think if a great example, and the one I'm going to tout is the, is just to, the one that Billy Abbott and I agreed on, is Loch Lomond. Hmm. There, there's a distillery that nobody cared about because it was seen as this cheap bottom shelf, uh, no age statement, not very good whiskey, and all the rest of what they made went into blends. That's what it was. And then little by little, year by year, release by release, I mean, it's, I think it's still well under the radar, well under the radar. But more and more people are talking about Loch Lomond. You have even brought it up tonight, Gregor, and that's probably your first experience of that, with that, or it, yes. wasn't, it was last week, wasn't it? It was last week, yeah. We'll edit that one out. Yeah. Rob got the memo, it was last week. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Uh, yeah, and, and I think it's that's exciting for me because... You do worry when you talk about these things when they strike you and you find them and you go, oh my goodness, this is really good and you start to talk about it. You do worry that it's maybe only connecting with you. So it's super reassuring to have other people come back like you, like like Billy to, to be interested in. And I'm not suggesting that Billy Abbott's saying that it's the best. He just said it was the most interesting and I agreed. But it's other people, Mark Whiskey Whistle over in Canada, has, has raves about Loch Lomond. He absolutely loves it. And he's got a very good palate. And I think that people, you know, we're super, super spoiled by choice. But it's even more complex than that because there's there's new releases coming from existing distilleries at a rate that we've never seen before as well. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I have to say that if you're worried about bubbles bursting, some surviving and some not surviving, all of that, if you're a drinker, sit back and enjoy the show because there's never yeah. been a better time to just lap it up. Yes, yeah. the prices, yes, the flippers, yes, the FOMO, the bottle chasing, all of these things, these are all choices. And if you, yeah. if you choose to take a different route, there's millions of stuff, millions the, of it. Going back to what we said last week uh, about Glendronic and yeah, um, and the, the whole packaging and the labeling thing, and I was just like, okay, yeah, um, I'm not going to buy it anymore. What else can replace that? Oh, I can't buy a spring back anymore. What can I find that's going to fill that gap? Or is, yeah. it, is it mean I'm going to find something completely left field that I never would have considered if my budget wasn't put aside for those kind of And bottles? you've never been stuck, right? You've always found something, right? Every time. It's not like you've time. got a pile of money building up there because you've got nothing yeah. to spend it on. <laughs> well, that's, that is that is Roy where, you know, yeah, people like yourself um, – Yes, sites like Dramface, that's where they come into their own because we are still quite young in it. And, you know, you seem, you guys seem to know you're ahead of the curve. You seem to know, ah, well, you know, can't get this, go for that. And that's, that's, you know, what I rely heavily on. As you mentioned, Loch Lomond there, right? It's funny. I don't know if it's just because Loch Lomond has been in my vernacular for so long, but it does feel like Loch Lomond as a distillery has been around, you know, so it doesn't feel new. But I think I, I absolutely take your point. It's new on a lot of radar and, and what they're doing is mm. new. So I I, I, I think you're, it's a great point. It's not a new distillery, but what they're doing is uh, very exciting. And, yeah, and the yeah. fact that they've got a depth of stock now to play with is... It's super exciting. Well, the, really the amount of different it. distillates that they can make mean that when they talk about distillates, it makes you dizzy. Mm. You know, it just, it's fascinating. And you've hit the nail right on the head when you talk about the maturity of stock now because they've been tinkering and experimenting for a long time now. You know, more than 15, 16, 18, you know, pre-2010. And now we're starting to see mature releases of their tinkering. And I think that that's what's, that was making it interesting. Um, look, they're still adding colour here and there on their core releases and things. Getting, they're weaning themselves off that. But they are getting more interesting and they are getting better as time goes by. I, and, and when you say new distillery, it's just down to how you define a new distillery. 1965, Loch Lomond was founded. So it's not what you would call an established distillery. But yeah, still older than me, <laughs> which is pretty old. <laughs> That's surprising. Nineteen sixty-five. I feel like it's been around forever. I mean, as somebody. That's because of the Tintin ten books. <laughs> I was going to get into that. I was literally going to say, but I knew Lot Norman was as a little boy uh, yeah. from Tintin. So yeah, but it's. I feel like it's, it's just always been there, but it hasn't really had any any sort of like fire underneath it to kind of like lift it into the zeitgeist. I feel like it's it's always been in the supermarket. For me, and you mean in England, where it's I mean, the, the choice is very different to Scotland, it's always there. And yeah. always, they, they do like the little sample packs. The normal bottlings are really affordable for what they are. Uh, I remember buying a Inch Murrin just on a whim because it was on offer. Yeah. And it was glorious. But because there was no fanfare about it at the time, I drank it. I really enjoyed it. It stuck with me. I never bought another bottle from Lot Lomond because there was so much other choice. But the fact that now it's getting this resurgence and clearly well deserved, it's 
it's it's exciting. Gregor's got a tour for Loch Lomond booked for his trip, mm. haven't you? Oh my word! I mean, you want to talk about uh, opportunities arising through the wonderment of our community? Yeah. Um, not to dwell too long, I threw it out there in in one of the chats, I think, in 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 a VPub. And I, and I think I'd, I'd seen Michael Henry, because Michael Henry lurks in the chat. He lurks in the background, just drops whiskey gems. Yes. And sle- sleeks back, slinks back into the shadows. Yeah. Um, but I think I mentioned to him, I called him out and said, hey, I'm I'm, I'm going on a whiskey road trip, camper van, kilts, Loch Lomond, I'd love to come by. And I didn't, full disclosure, I did not know it's not an option. It's not yeah. open to the public. That's right, that's right. I've just, I've just been geographically plotting the trip to mm-hmm. make sense and then seeing if the distilleries are an option and bless him um he reached out to me and said ah gregor uh, it's not open but i might be there that day and if you want we can figure out and so far it's looking like it's gonna happen and the doors are gonna open so i'm beyond excited at that that's incredible yeah can't wait yeah. can't wait yeah it's a fascinating place to see it's very it's unique it's unique. Yeah. I'd love to see it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to juggle two bits of technology in, in, at the same time and see, yeah. Roy, this this might test the. Oh, is this the drama phone? Skills. Well, it was going to be a seamless segue. Oh, I'm I sorry. Gonna, I was. I was going to pretend. I can edit. I, I think, can edit out my blunder. Oh, good. Oh, good. Oh, good. We'll see how it goes. If, if I put this one up and you can edit some of this, the drums are kicking in. But if we go here. <laughs> oh, what's that? This is testing me. Oh, is that the phone? <laughs> I think is that the phone? It's <laughs> Guys, that's the phone. Somebody get it. Somebody get it. Sorry. Telephone. Get it. I'm on a podcast. Can, can you get it? <laughs> that might be lost for this generation of that that tone. Indeed, the drama phone has been rung. <laughs> Um, we uh we we talked last week, Roy. Last week, uh, um, about the the members only uh, feature of the Dramaphone, and uh, we've picked the top caller, and we thought we'd pull them into the call into the podcast. Um, so I'll play this, but we might have to splice it in post so that it's a better quality. Of course. Um, but um, Andy and Hells, congratulations. You are a proud winner of uh, top comment on the Dramaphone. Roy, we need to see about getting a straw or an entertainment system in the shop as well. Yeah. To make that an option. But I believe you guys get to choose. Jenny Jenny has her own branded entertainment systems for sale in the Ardmarkin shop. So I just need to find out where she gets hers from and we could maybe dram face entertainment systems that we could send out to people. That's a great idea. (laughs) There we go. All right. um, So I'm going to play this. All right, here we go. Um, Dram face team, what whiskey has made you do a 180 on your opinion of it? Whether that be a positive or in a negative way and why? The two of us revamped Glen Turret Range has had a hugely positive impact on our opinion of that distillery, in particular the 12-year-old, which I'm sure you'll agree is an amazing dram. Ooh. There we go. So that what whiskey has or distillery has made you do a 180 
uh, as to what you think of it, positive or negative? They yeah, that's a great question, Helen and Andy, because that's one of the things that whiskey teaches us: never to say that you don't like, or never to lock down your opinion. Always stay open minded. Unfortunately, if we were to focus on whiskies that have gone in a negative direction, I think we'd be here till beyond midnight, right? So, and it's, <laughs> not, it's not because that's it's not because positive. that yeah, exactly. It's not because that all of whiskey has gone in that direction. It's just that as in your whiskey journey, you accumulate so many of those examples, and you know when whiskey burns you, or, or more likely when your wallet burns you, throwing money at whiskey that doesn't make you happy, you do remember it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to whiskies that I have had to do, and sometimes publicly a 180 on, because they've changed for the better, and that is an easy one for me. Will I just go? Yeah. It's 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 Cairn. Oh. Fetter Cairn. Who? This is this is a whiskey that was so. I mean, it's so. It, it wasn't that we wanted to ignore it. It was just we we tried it and we were like, what is this? It's is this really the whiskey that they make? What is the purpose of this whiskey? It's not good. I'd, and it, time and time again, I would go back and I just never found a decent fetter cairn. There was one or two indies that were acceptable, let's say. But my goodness, their new 16 is all natural. It's fabulous. Their Warehouse 2 releases have been beyond fabulous. 2009 was there was a batch two a 2009 release with rye casks the devil's grain gregor i'd put that down in front of you and knock you in your backside and you wouldn't make one mention of it as being the devil's grain it's just lovely adds a nice effervescence to things batch three shouldn't work on paper it's 2015 vintage it's a wine it's, sorry is it wine and rum and bourbon i don't even remember yeah, now rum, yeah. this batshit crazy cask mix and you're like okay this avoid 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 but then they've kept it all natural again, like all the warehouse releases, and the the price was cheaper, and they dropped it down to fifty four quid. So I pulled the trigger, and I bought a second. It's fabulous. This is down to an individual. I'm convinced it is until I'm told other otherwise. But what a turnaround! One eighty and 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 Technicolor. It's wonderful stuff, and it's so encouraging to see. I like it. Um... Rob was reaching for his fetterkin, I think. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I did a... I've left a window open, and now my whole room is full of midges. Oh! <laughs> so you need a, a long-brimmed hat and a mask, <laughs> and you can ram through it. Or a straw, and a... a what do you call those? What's, what's the pull-up um, scarf? A buff. I mean, a like buff. A, a drum face straw, a, and like suck all the buff. midges. Aye, a buff and a home entertainment system. You're away. <laughs> um... Rob, have you got a, a dram or a, a distillery it's that's difficult. made you do a one eighty? So, I know we said Roy already said like don't, we, could be, we could be here till the how the cows come home uh, with negative. negatives. Yeah, but one I just have to say one thing that stuck out for me and it really kind of got got in was the uh, Glen Liver eighteen it used to be forty three percent and it had that lemon note and it was absolutely gorgeous. And they've dropped it to forty percent, and I think they've changed the recipe, and it's nothing, not a scratch on what it used to be. Uh, but yeah, but as I say like limited, mm. limited kind of viewpoint in terms of like I mean, it must have been when I remember speaking to Roy about the the Glen Turret, I thought I thought that was a cash grab with all the pretty bottles and stuff, but yeah, how yeah. wrong we all were. 
with that. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, don't, don't it's still an ex- expensive whiskey. It's not a, it's not a cheap whiskey, but nobody's buying the Glen Turret Twelves and thinking I've been overcharged for this. It's it's fulfilling its price point. I think is. I, but I think but the markers were there, right? Like the the Lalique uh, affiliation. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, a Michelin, and and to be fair, I love my food, so I might still. That's the first. That's the first distillery on my week two. By the way, is Glen Turret. Oh, um, I think you, if you eat there, yeah. you you'll pay a lot of money, but you won't be disappointed, oh. buddy. We'll see. Really? Um, but I feel like that even that kind of bottle, that experience with that shift in like the bottle and everything, and the price just kind of reaffirms the idea of price isn't the be all and end all. Sure. Again, last week Scotty mentioned uh, a Lechig Ten. And he was like, it's only, it's only £35, it's a must. But I feel Easy, like right? it shouldn't be £35. Yeah. It's a fantastic bottle. I think I paid £35 for it. And I got a free Glencairn. Branded <laughs> Glencairn yeah. with it. And I was over the moon. But it's... I would yeah. say that's a marker. When the aficionados are going, that should not be that price. No, that's when, yeah. you, that's that, when you that's buy. That's too cheap. <laughs> 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 it's rare. The reality is that, that margin is probably only £2.50. You go two pound fifty the wrong way. Oh, slow it, um, Jenny. What about yourself? Yes, Any, I, um, I I really um, I really enjoyed the Deanston. Um, it's a while ago that happened the change there, but I was so sure. pleased it did. Yeah, with the non chill filtration and the new packaging, and I just I just really enjoy it for what its prices and and it's a positive change for me. Um, Maybe. Maybe so. What was your experience with that? You'd been trying Deanston, and did you hear that it was changing, or was it yourself that happened across? Oh, hey, this is not. Yeah, I um, I took some friends. So I had friends visiting from Sweden, and they wanted to go to a few distilleries near, you know, where I am in Edinburgh. And um, I I I said let's just do Glengoyne and, and Deanston and see how in a day and see how it goes. So I wasn't. Um, expecting much on the whiskey front from Deanston, that's really mean to say, but I knew it'd be an interesting visit because of the, the history of the place. So when we did the tour, because I'm a, in the whiskey industry, I kind of just stand back and let my friends enjoy the tour and get the spell and get the diddly eye, you know, <laughs> the, the yeah. old art chat. And then yeah. we talk about it afterwards. But actually the tour was brilliant. And the whiskey, I sat down and I was blown away. I was, I had... I had gone in there thinking I knew what it was going to be, and then it was completely not that because I'd missed the fact that they had redesigned. I think I must have been there twenty eighteen or something. Or I can't remember. Yeah, uh, I've been there since as well. But yeah, no, absolutely loved the their, the change in in, in their um, products and and look. Um, it's a nice place to go for a bit bite to eat as well. Very very nice, and the history is brilliant. I think you know that that's a deliberate thing, Jenny, as well because. When you taste the younger whiskey getting better before the older whiskey, you that shows you that there was a time where they made significant changes. Yeah. So the twelve year old got good first. Then yes. I mean they've got their organic that came out originally as a fourteen, as just as a one off, but then it's a fifteen. Um, then their eighteen is now very very good, ridiculously yeah. good value Sounds for an eighteen. Right with the timeline, yeah. Yep. And then so you work it out, you look back, and you think that yeah. that must be round about then where they decided to stop making whiskey for. You know, let's be let's be cruel. Blend fodder, yeah, and they start to manage their casks, their process, everything better. Focus on malt sake, and my goodness, thank goodness mm. for Deanston up there and doing it's just. I've been seeing it for I, years. Yeah, I'm in a lucky position, I suppose. I don't 
I mean, I do, I do buy whiskey. I buy probably too much whiskey, but not. Um, I don't have to. I get quite a lot of whiskey through my 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 work. But um, there, I recommend a lot of whiskey. I mean, I I people ask me all the time what to buy for uh, cousins and wedding gifts, and uh, and I I tend to go for. I have a, a sort of stock few that I go for. Uh, for but there are some that I won't recommend purely because I know what goes on behind the scenes. Uh, it's just yeah. and it's whiskies that people think are. That's yeah. going to be the topic to next next week's uh, Dramfees podcast, Aye. everybody, and we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get Jenny back on. To well, it, it, it'll be a, it'll be a game of uh, guess the industry voices we've got. We won't name <laughs> yeah. anyone. Yeah, you can yeah, talk yeah. about yeah. it. No names. I yeah. won't um, say, but yeah. I, I've there's a little there's a great little sub one here that will be a quick fire round, but um. Hells and Andy, thank you for the the question. I'll chime in very very quickly on my one eighty. So, so what did, what did what did Helen and Andy win for for being their first drama phone? You get to choose, I believe, any one item. I mean, yeah, anything from the the Dram Dram Face store. store. Yeah, they choose anything, so, whatever size they want, whatever color they want, whatever they want. Yeah, we'll send not it. not a small t shirt though, hey. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. That's Jenny getting a dig at me, uh, because my kids have nicked all the Aquavite merch in a small size. <laughs> <laughs> so I, could, when I took gifts up to Ardmorkin, and uh, uh, two people actually interestingly needed a small. Right, Jenny was one of them. Wow. And well, I know it wasn't Connell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor man! Wow. Poor man. Con- Connell was a superstar. Um, hey, only another big man can make that joke. So. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Yeah, and so she's having a dig at me there. What I was going to say, I was going to say my 180. Um, I was struggling a little, but this might, it might be a strange one. It's a Johnny Walker. Yeah. I'm trying to do it. I thought he'd frozen there. I mean, too. <laughs> I thought you froze. Actually, I was. I did you did freeze for a second? Um, yeah. My one eighty is because I, you know, I think I knew enough coming in about Johnny Walker to know it's a big beast. It's you know, it's mass market. Uh, oh, the blue label is you know that's what you get when you're in you know wherever you're on Asia travel and mm. I've, that's when that's when you meet your future father-in-law for the first time you take along a, a blue oh, label right so, exactly you know there's all of that associated to that and then there's all the things that go with the black label right it's ubiquitous it's everywhere but for me the thing that turned Johnny Walker around for me was the Johnny Walker green label 15 mm. as to like actually it's not something I will discount as an entire brand. Yeah, you know, for me that whiskey is a good, it's a great whiskey. It's a great mm, blend. It really changed good. my, as much as Compass Box has changed an opinion on blend. Oh yeah, I think yeah, and, and I think we, we do. We, it's worthwhile mentioning the difference when you mention Johnny Walker Green and Compass Box as we're talking about blended malt. Uh, yes. Still, it's still malt whiskey, but you're spot on. Except I've got a Johnny Walker Green right now here on the go that's open and it's bargain oh oh yeah sickly and sweet and odd and yeah i mean maybe if i leave it for a wee bit maybe maybe i'll maybe it's just what i was drinking in contrast with that the night i had at last mm-hmm. and, and i, I, I don't think i've thing... ever tried one a green yeah. i've had a the... green i don't think i've tried John all, green. Yeah. Yeah. all single malt right mm-hmm. it's all malt yeah 43 percent yeah. um a wee, a wee bit well, of heat in there too Jenny, it sounds like Roy might have a bottle for you. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Sample in the post tomorrow. Yeah. Right. So here's a here's a quickie, a quick fire, one word if you can. 
before we, we segue into I Am A Distillery, as we like to f- finish off with, yeah, it came up in my mind there when you were talking, Jenny. There's In the music world, I'm a big hip-hop guy. I, I, I like to think I've got an eclectic taste, but I'm, I'm probably hip-hop first. And there's a thing in there, or there's a little sort of question often posed, which is, you know, never mind you're popular, it's who's the rapper's rapper, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. Who is the rapper's rapper? Who did the best rappers listen to? Same question is what's this is only it's a single answer, like quick fire. What is the whiskey drinker's whiskey or distillery? I'll give you the distillery. Whiskey drinker's whiskey. And I'll 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 buy the others time because I think this one might be Roy first. I'm gonna give it to you, Roy. When I said whiskey drinkers, whiskey, what is it or who is it? Klein Leash. Klein Leash. Jenny, when I said whiskey drinkers, whiskey. Springbank. That comes to a fair play. Mm -hmm. Don't fight. Don't fight the subconscious. What about yourself, Rob? If I say whiskey drinkers, whiskey. The first thing that came to mind was red breast. Just Ooh. because I can drink anything that comes out of red breast and the smell and the palate is exactly what I want from a whiskey. Not exactly what I want, but I it just ticks all the boxes for me. Fair play. It's not, it's personal, it's though. Not, it's not like they... a hidden gem, because everyone knows okay. who, what red breast is, but I will... That's my bottle, my bottle chase bottle. I'm going to riff off of, of you guys, and I will give my vote to... Jenny, I think. Yeah. So, I so, think so you're, you would say, and, and I think that, you know, there's absolute truth in that. And, you know, for, for what Springbank belligerently have been doing for 40 years and now are finally not just, they've been reaping the rewards, I think, for a long time. And, but now they're at the point that, I mean, it's, I know it's difficult and it comes with issues and caveats. But they're at the point that we can't buy their stuff anymore, and that's the recognition. That's down to quality. That's because people have worked out that the whiskey drinkers were drinking Springbank. Um, the same has happened with Klein Leash, and you know, for Redbreast to an extent, if anything older than fifteen years old is extortionate, eye-wateringly expensive. Um, so these things are in demand, and just because it's from Middleton Rob and a big massive factory, it uh, doesn't really change that the quality of the product that can, can that comes out isn't. I think Fabulous. it's the best thing coming out of that dis- that big distillery. And have you tried uh, Powers, John's Lane? I have, yeah. I tried the, I tried the the twelve and the uh, the blue label one. I can't remember the name. And of it. Yellow Spot, and I haven't tried. Yeah, I haven't tried Yellow Spot yet. Blue. I've got a bottle here, but we... I tried the Montalena, and that is glorious. Uh, but a, way, a far and away, the Red Breast Fifteen is just. My ball. My ball. I have a funny story about red breasts. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. Can it? Can it get? Can it I air? Mean, you before that, it's okay to have to whatever language in in this podcast. I assume you. That's ah, good. yeah, yeah. Like Gregor's. Gregor always says, you know, keep it, keep it. Keep I rated it. fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, I worked when I was a student. I worked in. Well, this is not that long ago because I was a mature student, but I was working uh, in a whiskey shop in 2005, and uh, that was my first venture into whiskey. And I was learning quite a lot in this whiskey shop. But this woman, a couple of women, came into the shop, and 
and one of them shouted over, do you have red breast? And I didn't know that what you had. So I, I, they looked and couldn't think of what she was asking me for. And, and I worked with the driest Scottish person ever. <laughs> he was sitting behind me and didn't, didn't, his face didn't change. He says, no, but she's, she's got a black bush. <laughs> and and that was my introduction to those whiskies. <laughs> oh my god! Ah, nice, nice. That's for, needless to say, yeah. the HR team was a small team, and that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 it was HR. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh no, we were the weekend staff. We kind of yeah. Ah, there you that's go. Amazing. I want to finish off on the whiskey drinkers drinker because I think that's a whiskey drinkers whiskey. So yeah, great answers on uh, what's a whiskey drinkers whiskey. I would love to hear from you guys uh, in the chat what you think is your whiskey drinkers whiskey and why. Um, Get on the drama phone. Yeah, or yeah, if there's a why, throw it in there, you know. I think there's an argument for Springbank, I think there's an argument maybe it's now gone too far and maybe Cleanleash is the thing but um, I'd love to hear from you guys or we'd love to hear from you guys on there as we like to finish off our podcasts with our I Am A Distillery I have one lined up so I'm just pulling it up on my phone yeah, get your I Am A Distillery dance ready competitors yes, <laughs> yes. Oh. yes, yes. alright do um, I play it cool this time or not? No. <laughs> I didn't last time. Yeah. Um, unleash the Jenny. <laughs> Careful what you wish for. <laughs> <laughs> right. Where are we? Okay, here we go. Play along at home. Question one, or fact one. I am a distillery. So tempted to see what I was. Go for it, Roy. Go for it. The bragging rights you will have. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) I am a Highlander with a capacity of 1.8 million litres. Ooh. Another double. I'm not going to reach for my book. I am not. No. I'll keep my hands on. Look, here we go. Knowledge is what you have, not what you can reach for. That's right. Here's the book. It's out of of reach now. Out of reach. Okay. Fact three. I am one of few distilleries founded in the 1700s. Oh. Hmm. I'll let that marinate for a minute. Fact four. But the distillery buildings you see now were built in 1872. Weird. Okay. Rob, I hope you're not Googling. <clears throat> no, I'm writing notes because I'm, I'm terrible at remembering. I, I, yeah, I'm writing I do that as well. <laughs> Fact five. My name means both Fertile Valley and Battlefield. I 
thought you paused for it. I thought you froze there, Roy. Well, Fertile I... Valley and Battlefield. Battlefield. Fertile Valley. Fertile Valley and Battlefield. Hmm. Okay. Mm. Fact, fact six. The Alt Jerek is my water source. Oh. <laughs> That's, is that is that Milk River? I can't. I mean, we don't. I don't think we allow questions in in format. <laughs> no, it's not. It can't be. It's it's not milk. It's Jarek is 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 red. Red burn. Red burn. Oh wow. Okay. Question or fact seven. I start with the letter B. B for Bravo. B, B for Bobag. Bal, 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 Bal Blair. I'll I'll just take the bait. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm spectating now, guys. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Fact eight, I have a 12, 15, and 18-year-old and a rare 25-year-old sherry finished as my core range. Mm. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm, I can't think. Yeah, what was it? Sorry, 12, 15. 12, 15, and 18. And the 25, Sherry finished. Mm. Fact nine. This will do it. Once upon a time, I focused more on vintage than age statements. (laughs) There is the dance. Fact ten. Fact ten. Roy still can't dance for shit. I mean, <laughs> I am a ball player. Hey. Well done. Well done, Roy. Well Happy uh, victory. Fertile Valley and Battlefield Day. Eh? And I, I didn't know that the 1870s, but what, what do they put in their bottles? Is it 1872 or is it not 17? Something yeah, it, so it got moved, right? It it um it must have been in the same area, but it got moved mid wow early eighteen. Bal Blair, do you know what go. would have been a great one? I once featured in the Angel Share movie as the scene of ah. the, the heist, right? See, I would have, oh. I would have definitely got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've definitely seen that movie. I've been, I've been you... promoting the Angel Share movie all week. It seems like so many people outside of Britain didn't didn't really get to see that. Oh, I only watched I mean, it because I know it features Deanston and obviously Deanston, Deanston fan. Glenn Goyne and Bal Blair. Charlie, Charlie McLean's good in there, I have to say. Oh, I thought he came across as pretty natural. Um, but he just plays I, himself. I don't think he's acting, to be fair. Yeah. I, I know, <laughs> I, I know. Just you know, here's a good one. Actually, here's a good one. Here's a good, all right, a wee director's cut for the podcasters. Uh, between you three, right? 
you're going to make up a dinner table of of living or not whiskey people. Hmm. Right? There's, there's three of you on the table and let's say you're making up a six. So another three. Whiskey people, live or not, who are you adding to the table? Okay, I've got my. I've got, I've got my first name was Billy Walker, but then I thought, living or a dead? Like, what about John Walker? Oh, oh Johnny Walker fame. Yeah, oh, that's good as well. Yeah, that's a good living one. or dead? I'm stalling for you all. Right, I'm sorry. Waffling. Living or dead? You all get to put someone forward. Okay, how's about that? And if someone takes yours, you need to well, come. Up with I can't more. stop. I mean, I, I am. Is this going to be so cheesy? And obviously, um, I have the best people that I, I do have dinner with, like Alex Bruce, Colin McKenzie, Graham Mackey, and Mackay, sorry, and Antonia Bruce. We have dinner regularly, and they make me laugh, and they have the whiskey skills. So they're they're great whiskey dinners. But I have been to the Johnny Walker Center in Edinburgh, and. After seeing the story about Johnny Walker, now I want to, I want to hear more about his life as well. Yeah. So, so you would go with the original Mister Walker? I think so as well. Yeah. Okay, Roy, we'll come back to you then. So, Mister Walker's on the table. Does that change or alter your past or present whiskey person? Me. Yes. Does it? Uh, I I'd picked three. Do do we each pick one each? Oh, okay, fine. No, that's fine. No, I, we we, well, pick, we pick one. Easy. Have I got to pick one? Let's go with one. Let's go with one. Right. I'm going to pick. I had three here, but let's go with. I think just to soak up his perspective and knowledge, Michael Jackson. Oh. The whiskey. Yeah. yeah the whiskey mm. writer, Michael Jackson. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, sorry. I think I would be interested because he came along at a time when there weren't a lot of other whiskey writers out there doing what he was doing. He defined Alfred. a lot of things. <laughs> well, yeah, well, he came, he, he came a lot later. And and I think that he, you know, we talk about the dram face scoring system. And while he used a 100-point system and we use a 10-point system, there's much more alignment with Michael Jackson in terms of scale, because he was, you know, he was quite happy to score things in the 40s and the 50s and mm-hmm. the 60s and things. And it wasn't because the quality was much less back then. It was because he uh, he didn't go by, you know, what's become, uh, you know, he was able to just stretch the scale much wider. I mean, yeah, uh, the, the, everything whiskey. stuck in the 80s and the one, one whiskey being one point different from another is, is it's a wee bit folly. And I think... But for more reasons than that, I think he would just be a fascinating guy to read. I watched an interview with him where he was asked to choose only one whiskey, and just to see him thinking about it, and and his and through his beard and through his his eyes, and him saying, "Well, if I was only to pick one whiskey, it would have to be a Scotch, <laughs> and if I had to pick one Scotch, it would have to be a malt." And if I had to pick one malt, it would have to be an Isla. And they cut the interview. And we never got to know which Isla he would pick, which is super frustrating. So I would get him to the dinner table just to say, come on, define it. Just one more step. Tell which one do you hope he picked? I, at the time, I, I wanted him to say Lagavulin because that's where I was. I'd be much more ambivalent now as to where he went because, you mm. know, so... 
um, you know, I'd be really interested just to see. Aye, but I'd, I'd like to. Right, right. We can re we can reenact that now with the the power of editing. Right, I, we can say, Rob, who are you adding to that dinner table? Well, and then cut it here. Cut it there, Rob. <laughs> well, we don't get to see <laughs> or not get to hear. Rob, who is there? Anyone you would add to that table? Well, I, I, I said Billy and and John Walker. Uh, but... Fair play. How about how about Billy Walker from uh, Glen Allocky now? You yeah, that was that was my first choice. The Walkers. The yeah, the I might I might throw table. in I might throw in. Uh, I was googling there. I couldn't remember which king at the time. Or I would get, I would add Friar John Cor oh. to the to the table, <laughs> and I would I would try to find out how long prior were they making whiskey in Scotland so that we could claim it <laughs> from the Irish. <laughs> <laughs> That's who I would add. Fantastic. I, and yeah. I, I, would, I would ask him just how big is a ball? <laughs> for eight, <laughs> eight, eight balls, B-O-L-S, of malt for which to make yeah. aquavitae, right? He cups his uh, hand. All right, the, the bonus extended cut. Roy, who were the other two on your list? Bessie Williamson. Because you would mm. you would just want to know the context of her era, right? The sixties, her being you know one of whiskey's matriarchs out there, and the attitude towards Isla whiskey back then, and just the fact that she's it's all about Isla, and going further back in history on Isla, restless Peter Mackey. You would want a controversial character at the dinner table, right? You would want a belligerent attitude, and I think I would be like. You know, so what is the deal between you and Lefroy Peter? What is it? What are you actually fighting about there? And just get all the gossip. I think that would be funny. And just, you know, that le- legacy, the Craig and Moore, sorry, not Craig and Moore, uh, Craig Elohi and, uh, you know, all of it. I think he would be just an interesting guy to talk to. Um, what, a, what a dinner table that would be. I think it would be quite stinky because everybody I've picked is deed. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, they could be at their prime, don't worry. Aye, um, yeah, of course. Tremendous stuff. Thank you all. Um, left to wrap up. Now, I think uh, I, I do want to reiterate the Dramophone is open. By all means, chime in, share comments, feedback. Who would you add to your table? Um, I, I really want to hear the whiskey drinkers. Uh, whiskey from your side, the listener. Yeah, I think that would be tremendous. There's only two more podcasts left before summer break, right? There is, there is. I don't know quite where we fit them in. All things relative, Roy, but I'm sure with the magic of post editing and pre recording, we can make it happen. Yeah, we'll we'll work something out there. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, t- we're going to go on a wee bit of a summer shutdown. Everybody needs a, re- a rest, even the dram face folks. So yes, we need to. Just get two more out if we can squeeze two more, buddy. Yes, and then and then Easy that's our one. dozen episodes done for this season, and we can hang up our wee boots. Which is more than more than Stranger Things episodes, and more than <laughs> Obi One. Obi One is only six episodes. We're already over delivering and 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 over promising, Roy. That's right. And the thing is, if we go quiet for a while, and people say, "When are you coming back? When are you coming back?" Then we know that the people people want it and they care. But if, if everybody just kind of is happy for us to go quiet, then we know that we can just shuffle off and find another project. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Please At the same time, if you're missing us and you want to leave us a message, Dramaphone. It's an added feature we've, we've put in. We're testing out for members only. 
And it's where you get to call in, leave a message. It's a question. It's a point. It can be an I am a distillery and we'll bring it into the call, bring it into the podcast. Great. So it's a, a passive way to be involved. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're trialing it. It might not work and people just are too shy or they don't want to come into the podcast or ask questions. But I think once people get used to it and how they can use it, it might. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I've got two and a two and two hours twenty minutes I to know, edit on. I know. Uh, I'll thank you all for your time on the podcast. Thank you guys even more for listening. Please get involved in the chat, in the comments, in Ramophone. Um, we love it. Uh, it definitely uh, feeds the conversation. And we'll catch you in the next one. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Thank you. It's not the theme, but it's from the Muppets. Yeah. How does the Muppets tune go, Roy, in the bum? The Muppets is, um, okay. as high as I could go. <laughs> <laughs> oh.